Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danka, Bharti Jagdish and Ryan Huang. Time now for why it matters. Let's talk about the marketing scene because, you know, the past two years for the marketing scene have been really unprecedented. Yep. I mean, the way businesses have to reach out to their customers has completely changed out of necessity. They used to say courting customers is just like dating. I think the new truth is that courting customers is just like online dating. Yeah. And most are pretty sure that the next couple of years will certainly not be a return to life in a pre-COVID world for this specific sector. So what kind of factors should marketers take into consideration as we try and move away from this pandemic? What can be done to help companies grow faster? How is marketing going to be redefined? Let's find out from Chai Zhiying, Commercial Director of You At Me. Zhiying, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. You're calling us from Cambodia. Thank you so much for taking the time. Yes, that's right. Love Cambodia. I miss my time there. I cycled a lot when I was there a couple of years back. Let's start off by talking a little bit about your platform, You Add Me. Tell us more about it. How much does it cost to use it? Totally free to use it. It's a social commerce platform that combines both social media as well as online shopping experience for both businesses as well as day-to-day consumer. So it's totally free for use. Mm. Okay, you've got to take us through this because I've never heard of free marketing completely. I'm sure that there are incentives that you have to provide to the customers who write reviews for the various businesses and so on. So take us through it. How exactly does it work? How is it totally free? Sure, sure. So you have this mobile application. We feature social media functionalities. So what are the difference is that for every profile creation, followers, likes and content sharing, all these actions will be incentivized. So all this content created within your UME platform will go hand in hand with convenient links to product and services that's linked to the business directly for direct purchase. So this actually affected the direct purchase decision that cultivate consumers to purchase directly from the brand. So for the brand side, so through this uh, incentives program that we work with the brands, of course, it's free for the consumers, but not totally free for the brands. So it indirectly mm. drives sales and maximize the brand exposure. Jing, mm. any case study, perhaps uh, you could give us an example of a success story for a brand that you've helped? Yeah, in Cambodia, so we had this brand called Cellcard that is a telco company. So they actually launched this Cellcard for You campaign last year during the COVID period. So what we do with them is we actually hold up a campaign that promotes about this for you, this for you message. So it's actually a marketing campaign that they ask everyone to post a photo with this message for you and to spread out this message through their social media as well as our platform to help brands to drive leads as well as sales to purchase the telco packages. Mm. So you did mention that customers are incentivized, right, to do all of this. The business, the brand provides the incentives, right? The thing is, how do you distinguish customers who are giving earnest and honest reviews from social media influencers? Because customer reviews, as is the case in social media influencers posts, may be delegitimized because of the incentives. So how to differentiate between the two? Okay, this is more 
towards day-to-day kind of consumers where they are actually actual customers of that particular brand itself. So the differences within social media influencers is that they are being paid before being engaged for the service, whereas for this day-to-day customer is after they have tried out that particular product or services, then they actually being incentivized. I'm trying to understand how this would disrupt the advertising world. How does your platform disrupt the advertising world? Ah, okay. So what we are not not really disrupt, I would say this is more on the complement side okay. to most of the social media platform that is already in the market. Okay. So since that for usual social medias, brands usually are paying the customers through advertising on this social media platform. But for, on our platform itself, we actually provide this additional channels that all these brands will be able to reach out to the customers directly on the platform to, in, to, to provide them this incentive for their reviews or even for certain awareness campaign that they have done for the brand. And, and is there any evidence that, that more, so-called more customers come on board? Yes, definitely. There are, there are more customers come on board because actually in... Typically in Facebook and Instagram, usually we do posting every day about whatever, um, where we go, the food that we eat. Mm. But however, in with you and me, they are being incentivized for every exactly the same action that they have done in the typical uh, social media. So yeah. over here, it actually helps them. To, it kind of att- attracts them, yeah. Okay, okay. Mm. I just worry that, you know, from an optics perspective, it will still look rather shady to some consumers that, oh yeah, you know, you knew you were going to be incentivized and therefore you gave the company positive reviews, so to speak. But that's something that I think consumers will have to work out on their own and whether they trust that there is legitimacy to all of these things. However, one of the things that has come out of COVID-19 is that brand loyalty has become more precarious during the pandemic. Some studies, including the EY Future Consumer Index, find that A large number of customers, I think in their study, it was 61% of consumers, depending on the category of product, became actually willing to consider white label products or even switch name brands. How does this take care of that? How does this preserve consumer loyalty in an age where marketing is changing and needs are changing? Right. So... I guess ultimately it's not just about the brand or even it's a white label, but it's a service and it's an end-to-end service from a buyer's decision, started the buyer's decision until the end of the purchase and after the product purchase services that's very important to them. So I guess from our platform, we also we try to connect them closely between the consumers and brands so that they can communicate effectively from the start until the end, where whether is it the white label products or if it's a non-white label product so it actually helps them to con- communicate better and uh, also to help in improving their product or services Jane, quick one is the, the tactic here in line with the rise of nano influencers you know nano influencers being so much mm. more relatable than you know your superstar celebrities <laughs> I guess both of them still work in a different okay. way. Nano influencers, they are. So I, I guess brands will need both. I would say I wouldn't say that you know they don't need uh, big celebrities anymore. But of course, it will. This will be de- definitely be a compliment to all these big celebrities or mm. even big influencers on the on social media. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The thing I've noticed during COVID-19 is that there is a greater emphasis on building an operating model for speed, yeah, because things are moving much faster, and also to use analytics in a larger way to drive personalization. How exactly are you helping businesses with these aspects? 
Yes, so analytics is definitely a very important point uh, in this marketing or business aspect. So what we provide to them is first is the demographics, the user demographics, and what are the timing, especially where they started to do interest of purchase, whether it generates into leads or clicks. So these are the important data statistics that we actually provide for brand. Okay, Ching, I, I can't help it. I need to talk about Cambodia again. I mean, why, why did you guys decide to be based there? I mean, what's the rationale behind that? And what's the differences where marketing landscape is concerned, you know, Singapore and Cambodian marketing landscape? Right. So, okay, our current industry is extremely competitive, especially in our, our own country. So, uh, UME is always trying for growth opportunities, which includes taking the next step to expand into new overseas markets where we are looking into uh, Southeast Asia. So, initially, we were actually uh, more keen in tapping into a larger market, especially the developed countries. And to be honest, Cambodia wasn't on our list. So, however, we came across an opportunity from our client to manage some of the projects in Cambodia. And from there, we came to learn about the benefits of tapping into these less saturated markets. And these opportunities mean that we could potentially open ourselves to a big fish and a small pond kind of scenario. Mm. Oh yeah, and another key factor is that, of course, is lower operation and also acquisition costs in these untapped countries. So, the margin of profit may increase as well. And if we speak about the marketing landscape, probably I would like to share one of the most significant differences that I've noticed. Is that in Singapore, we are more engaged in uh, various channels for information as a whole, especially through uh, Google search engine, social media and more. However, in Cambodia, this is not the case. Facebook takes priority. (laughs) The first place to go to... Well, mm. any information is actually Facebook. Yes. Facebook is their search engine. Facebook yes. is their main communication channel. They use Facebook Messenger for their day-to-day uh, communication activities. Yeah. Yeah. So this actually impacted the way of marketing strategies and trend that we might find there compared to Singapore. Mm, so there are clear differences, yeah? Uh, what sorts of challenges <laughs> have you faced in terms of making a name for yourself in a market like Cambodia? Right. I was still going on this journey with you. I mean, so probably yeah, let me share one of the recent challenge that I faced last year during this journey. So it was when the pandemic hit. So Cambodia is still an emerging country. Its infrastructure is still not as stable compared to Singapore. So there were a lot of overseas workforce management issues that I wasn't prepared for or surfaced. During the work from home period, there were matters such as certain areas, pole cut, and unstable Wi-Fi at employees' home that affected the efficiency of work and communication. So maintaining their productivity and well-being was quite a huge challenge at that point of time. Oh yeah, another important lesson that I have learned through the challenges is that how grateful people are for in-person interactions. I used to travel between Singapore and Cambodia frequently before COVID. However, due to the situation now that we could not fly, so I have not even had the chance to meet some of my new team members that I've hired last year. <laughs> We're talking about the, the marketing landscape post-COVID-19 and what it'll look like. Obviously, tech will come into play. I know this is a very broad question, but what are your thoughts? What can we expect in terms of marketing tech as we head into the year 2022? Marketing tech. From my perspective, it will be a combination of AI that comes into this marketing tech that we are probably able to enhance even more data analytics and services that we can actually provide for businesses as well as customers directly. 
Can you elaborate on that? I mean, how exactly would AI be used to operationalize this further? We are already seeing some AI being used, but how can you take it a level further? Yeah. Okay, I guess like, very similar to you and me as typical social media platform, that communications are very open for anyone who can actually post online about anything about certain brands and businesses that they have actually come into. So like for example, for you and me, one of the very related one that we see is that how a customer speaks about the brands, whether is it through certain images, videos, are able to help in improving that particular product and services. So if we are able to consolidate all this data that through images and videos through AI, it will be definitely very helpful for our businesses to improve. Mm. And obviously that will go a long way in, how, how should I put it, being a solution to say fake followers or bots or any of these sort of things, right? Right, right, yeah. Mm. Jing, a quick one. I mean, earlier you talked about being a a big fish in a small pond. What What does that mean for the future of you at me? Especially the fact that, you know, because you're, you, you, you have experience in the Singapore market in that sense or, or connectivity, your access to tech will be a lot faster than, you know, what's available in Cambodia in that sense. Yeah, right. So, yeah, so, sometimes I felt like Singapore is actually the future when, when I come, come to Cambodia, you actually given me another chance to, uh, I mean, to go through everything again. <laughs> so, um, we speak about, <laughs> yeah, the f- future of Yemi, um, we are actually expanding into countries in Southeast Asia. The next few countries that we are going in is actually Philippines, Malaysia, as well as Thailand. Philippines, Malaysia and Thailand. Very nice. Right. Why these countries in particular? How do you pick which Um, are the markets ripe for you? Okay, right. So first is usually we we go through our partners. So we have close partners that are already being in touch with us for these few countries. And of course, next it will be the culture. There is similar to what we have experienced in both Cambodia as well as Singapore. It's also a combination of both. Okay then, All we've right. been speaking with Chai Zhiying, Commercial Director for You at B. Zhiying, thank you so much for your time. We wish you the best of luck. You take care and stay safe, yeah? Thank you. You're welcome. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.